0: on this episode of my side of crazy
1: here's a little in on shelby that movie set the precedent of what people think all borderlines are right. i can
2: have no empathy for someone i know but this man who i've never even met affected me more than like someone i know passing life is so much easier when you don't give a fuck I love ASMR, but mouth noises, I'm gonna punch you. I always say if I got put in a psych
3: ward, I would be that bitch. This was probably the best representation of what Shelby
0: was. Wait, where did you get that?
2: MySideOfCrazy.com Hello and welcome back to My Side of Crazy. We have mama tweets back in the building. We're gonna be talking about the way that mental health is portrayed in the media. Uh, We got a bunch of popular movies out there that talk about borderline and bipolar and sociopathy and Mm -hmm. all of the mental illnesses and we're excited to share how we relate to them, how we think that they are a bad representation, how we think they're good representations and yeah, pretty
1: excited. So when we started this, I googled borderline and movies and the list is actually really long, which some of them are pretty obvious, like the ones we're going to talk about today. Um, I feel like most people have seen *Silver Linings*, *Playbook*, *Girl Interrupted*, *Fatal Attraction*, but there are a bunch of other ones out there that I feel like we should watch at some point. But you know, I've never thought about like Kate Winslet's character in *Eternal Sunshine* being borderline, and I'm like, oh, that makes yeah. sense um and there's a movie called 13 from 2003 that's basically like a how to create a borderline child without oh, abuse wow. which i really want to watch um and there's one with Kristen wick called welcome to me that i haven't seen which i have a feeling is like really gonna profoundly upset me so you can't oh. wait for that
3: anyway. and you know like uh one flew over the cuckoo's yeah, desk yeah, that's yeah. another one it doesn't really show specific characters with mm-hmm. so much but it's more the setting right. of the yeah. asylum but that was a good one you know that that's kind of the era that
1: they started portraying mental illness i tried to figure out what the first movie was about borderline which i cannot find like where it's actually like outright said which it might be because it wasn't a diagnosis until like 1980 Um, yeah i mean a lot of that so it's probably honestly like most of the the uh
3: i think the studies on Borderline didn't really start until like the sixties is yeah. when like a lot of the classifications came in. Yeah, and i and don't, it's evolved That's so when much became so thin- a
1: um, Yeah, like a diagnosable thing. Right. And right. I don't really think until Marsha Linehan like, came up with well, the Well, even treatment personality for it, it, disorders. Yeah.
2: I think Girl Interrupted is probably one of the only movies that it legitimately says borderline.
1: I mean, if you Google fatal attraction, mental illness, like that phrase in huge letters is borderline is borderline, borderline. personality yeah. disorder and i wanted to throw my mac across the room because i was so upset about it which we will get we to will that. get now to we that. how <laughs> dare you how dare you and also mm, how dare you <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah it makes sense
1: yeah. um so we <laughs> should start with the first thing that we watched was girl interrupted so i like mm, we should start such with a good movie that um, okay, the summary of Google from Google. Girl Interrupted. Um, it said, "In the changing world of the late 1960s, Girl Interrupted is the searing true story of Susanna Kaysen, played by Winona Ryder, a young woman who finds herself at a renowned mental institution for troubled young women, where she must choose between the world of people who belong on the inside, like the seductive and dangerous Lisa, Angelina Jolie, or the often difficult world of reality on the outside." And it's based on a memoir. Uh, of the same name from 1993, which I did not know, by a woman named Susanna Kaysen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think, um, just to start off, when we were going into these movies, the thing is, is like the stereotype around Borderline is so thick, we wanted to kind of know where that was coming from, which is why we chose these movies like Fatal Attraction and Girl Interrupted. I'm so offended. <laughs> And Girl Interrupted ended up being, I think, the perfect representation of me and Faye because basically Angelina Jolie is diagnosed the sociopath in the movie, which is wrong, but we'll get there. And then Winona is supposed to be borderline. borderline. Mm -hmm. And as we were watching, it just was so interesting, you know, Faye and I going back and forth being like, wow, like that hits, that hits, this doesn't yeah, hit. Yeah,
1: this, I was expecting watching this movie to like, I was like, oh God, here we go. Right. Just so <laughs> negative about it, but it actually, I felt like left me feeling beautifully seen and yeah. like represented if if that's even fair. But I was not expecting that because um, the last time I watched it, I did not think that. Um,
0: but when, I wrote, when did you watch it last?
1: Um, I'm going to get to that because I I watched it before I was diagnosed. And this is the first time I've ever seen it after treatment and uh, being diagnosed. And I feel so differently about it.
3: Yeah, because you're self-aware more? Or Yeah. I yeah.
1: When I first watched it, uh, which I wrote a, a bunch of stuff down about that. But when I first, first watched it, I felt like Angelina Jolie. And I was so volatile that I related to her and I was drawn to her. And I was like, I am this person and I wanted to play her. And I did a scene like in class from this. And now I, I don't relate to her really at all. Um, I relate to Winona, which Shelby and I talked a lot about <clears throat> Winona in this movie, because when you first meet her, like she's from like a very affluent, like uh conservative family, like it's very stuffy. She seems very normal. Um, she doesn't really have any self-awareness, but really the only thing is like, she's kind of promiscuous sometimes and you don't really see why, like as we watched the movie, Shelby was like, she's not borderline. Like I don't get it. And I'm like, no, she 100% is borderline. So that was a really interesting conversation because I think for me, there's a a thing called quiet borderline where you don't, um, how do you describe that? It's basically everything, instead of lashing out at other people, which I think is typical borderline, you lash in right Um, and so I think you're really high functioning and people don't know that you're ill for me that's definitely what I am nobody ever knew that I had all these issues and I blamed myself and everything was just kind of inward and I feel like that's what she has
3: your personality type um to begin with Mm -hmm. plays a lot to do with that yeah so you're more of a introverted type personality I'm not though well, as far as like dealing with things, I mean, you hold yeah, it I guess within. so.
1: I think, I think, you know, you probably always have been that way. Yeah, I think part of it is like, we talked about this, like from her upbringing in the movie, she's from like a place, it seems like a family Similar. that's all about image um, and like uh, very conservative. And like that was very much my experience. Right. And that's like my upbringing yeah. too, that
3: conservative. So you're taught, right. you know, you just yeah. always have put a it. But she's on a writer and, and
1: she's a creative type. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's some like dissonance there. And then she's just, like, shoving <clears throat> everything down. Versus, right. like, Angelina Jolie is, like, very pro- provocative and, like, has outbursts and is volatile and, right. you know, and I feel like Winona's just like, I'm not, I'm fine. Like, I don't, I'm, well, She's like, it, no self-awareness. The
3: other thing I think with both of the characters is there's, there's dual things going on. So she had some depression issues going on, mm-hmm. too. So you've got, like, a dual diagnosis. And uh, with Angelina... From a clinical standpoint, um, if you would, if you look at when she would meet with the clinical staff, she's only exhibiting sociopathic tendencies. You know, like she puts on that, that exterior for them. But when she's interacting with other people, that's when you see she's not really a sociopath.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we talked about this. Like I, we were both, really the problematic thing for us was like, she doesn't seem, yeah, she has some sociopathy, but like she doesn't seem like a, a, a sociopath. No, she's like, just a
3: cold. She's, a, she's just a tough bitch, basically. Yeah, and honestly,
1: <laughs> the things that I've read and the things that you've said, like a lot of people identify, a lot of borderline people identify more yeah. with Angelina Jolie than they do with Winona.
2: Well, here's the thing Winona, like you said, is the perfect representation of a quiet borderline. My diagnosis is borderline personality with sociopathic tendencies. Yes, And the sociopathic tendencies only come from the splitting effect of Mm -hmm. borderline. And it's because I created a coping mechanism when I was young that created a cold-hearted bitch that didn't care about what anyone else thought because, like we've said before, the second that someone else could affect me was the second that I let myself be hurt. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's her because you see her... React when she finds out her friend killed herself, and it was like oh that whole front mm-hmm. of that. Oh, you mean when Brittany exterior? Hangs herself. No, the... the first person that killed herself. Oh, yeah, she's like, "Where is she?" Yeah, and she starts freaking out. And I know I related to, I relate so much to her because it's like from the outside. I'm like, fun, everyone, I always say... You are? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Shut up. I always say, if I got put in a psych ward, I would be that bitch that I, everyone's like... I feel like I would be a little, let's be honest, I'd be Whoopi Goldberg.
3: (laughs) So this is what I was going to say. This, this was probably the best representation of what Shelby was Mm -hmm. as a younger Shelby. Like, I watched that movie and I'm like, oh my God, that is who I raised. (laughs) And, you know, like what I was saying about personality types, Shelby from very little on was just not confrontational, but she'd just come in the room and she'd just be like, my name is Shelby and I'm here, you know, and that was, that's yeah. always been her, you know, she's just always been super outgoing.
1: You were probably not, see, I was very much a rule follower and you probably were very like anti-authority, right? Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, when she was little, not I so knew, like, much, I but she did thing. get kicked yeah. out of like and would, preschool our daycare. She got kicked out of daycare for biting somebody. And, Damn. But she was, you know, she was always like the little protector. I'm so glad to know you. Of everybody. <laughs> like she was around, she was the one that would run around the, the playground beating up the bullies. Right. You know, cause, so she's always been that, you know, kind of protector. But she's right about, I would say, God, about, a, about eight. When shit started going south at home, when I got really sick and we were starting to fight. And especially after um, I lost a sister of hers and daughter of mine, that's when this personality came in, and it was like living with a li- You know, she was uh, she was tough, yeah. and she was that person. I mean, to the T. When you watch that movie, the way she is, if you would try to discipline her, she would get that look that Angelina would get on her face, and she's like, "You're so." I'd be upset about something and she's like you're so
1: weak. That's not You pathetic weak is not a This legitimate. is her this is
3: her like 11 or 12 a as big, a child. Was really I was bad. saying yeah. that to her. Yeah, and she just get this evil look on her face and she's like you're so fucking pathetic. I mean, she was just <laughs> she was she was <laughs> Yeah, see, okay, tough. I was
1: the opposite of that. You could find yeah. me in the corner.
3: So it was for really me, nice. you know, like as a parent trying to meander through that and discipline somebody that mm-hmm. um yeah, and, you know, like, it was socio. It I really worried. I'm like, shit, I'm raising a sociopath, you
1: know? Well, we talked a lot about... I relate to very... The thing I relate to Angelina Jolie about now, like, is I was always, like, attention-seeking behavior, where I was like, how am I going to enter this room and make the most... Like, have the most attention on me? Like, that I relate to. Um, it, that kind of thing. But what I found interesting about our discussion was, in the end, trigger warning, um, Brittany Murphy hangs herself. Mm-hmm. And... um. Your reaction and my reaction to that in the movie was the same as them in the movie, right? Not that yours was as Angelina Jolie esque, but I'm like, this is so horrible, and she's dead, and I can't. And you're like, okay, she's dead, (laughs) and like Angelina Jolie in the movie is like, whatever, she's an idiot, and when I was like, call an ambulance, and Angelina Jolie is like, more like a hearse, you know, like, and I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) and it was very funny and similar.
2: It to was, our own
1: reactions. I just thought that was really I felt like this is a great representation of of people suffering in like different ways. Yeah. yeah. But also like I feel like Angelina has to be kind of borderline
2: slash Well, okay, so that's that's the biggest thing. If anybody does watch this, um the reason why Angelina is not a sociopath that we discussed And I did And again, we're not
1: mental health professionals. I did confront
2: I did confront my actual therapist about this before I came on the show to make sure that I'm not, you know, full of shit. But for some reason, when people and you know, obviously I'm diagnosed with the same thing, but when you don't have empathy, it's like people automatically are putting you in this sociopath circle and that's all you can be so the fact that she has so many feelings and that's so many emotions exactly so she's
1: clearly in pain and acting out like that's
2: the difference to me that's the thing between her and I that you know we're the same where it's like you have selective empathy right so it's like other than (laughs) sorry right (laughs)
1: it's very funny to me
2: other than this little circle of people that I've allowed in my life to have my empathy Everybody else, like I really don't give a fuck. Like to be it's honest. honest, the yeah. opposite. Exactly. Yeah. You care
3: right. about I everyone care too and that's, much. That's about me too. I care about. Like I'm so empathetic that I'll meet just some random stranger right. and I'm like feeling yeah, bad. Is, yeah. It you used know, or to get like in I my might way. offend somebody. Yeah. I'm like,
1: oh. And now I'm like, I don't care that. Yeah. Much. No, can't
3: yeah. relate to that. <laughs> that was like, that was the hard part about trying to
1: parent her right. because because you can't teach. Yeah, empathy. and she was,
3: you know, like you were saying how you worried about people like in school yeah like that's how you were in is, school yeah. she didn't give a fuck about anything at school like she would be pissing off the teachers that
1: worries me but also like good for you <laughs> well you know she
3: would pick which teachers she liked and the other ones she'd make living hell or she would manipulate the class and you know oh, see, well, well. and i i would you. i would try to be like you can't act this way you know and she's like no, i don't right. give a fuck, you know so, and here's me, like, I'm a pleaser, you know? Right. So, and, you know, like, it, she is that, that hard personality. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you, you and me, like, have probably more, like, personality types that are the same. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it is. It's,
1: it's opposite, yeah. But you it's know? crazy to me that, I, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, if you're borderline with sociopathic tendencies, that's different than just borderline and especially quiet borderline. Because for me, I'm so sensitive and so empathetic that it, it's like a problem yeah like now it's better like post treatment but it was like everything is it's um, super overwhelming like oh my god everything is somebody's upset and it's, it's about me when 99% of the time like nobody's like thinking about you it's not mm-hmm. about you mm-hmm. you know if two people are like walking towards you and laughing right. and whispering it's not about you and you're like right. oh my god it's me so well, it's, you have
3: those thoughts that just right. bounce around in your head and now nice I now laugh. I
1: don't really carry that burden but it's it's really crazy to me that like a borderline could be like far too empathetic and sensitive. I think there's and actually
3: a lot that. of people like that. Hundred percent, it's they crazy sit to and me. Ruminate about, um, you know, the the yeah. thoughts and you know obsessed. Because yeah. I've done that. Oh I'll yeah, I've all and the like, time. I'll sit and obsess about, you know, somebody yeah. said something or whatever. That's yeah. and now
1: now with after DBT the therapy, like I genuinely don't give a shit, and it's so free.
3: Yeah, you know, I really think like that was my New Year's resolution. Is to try to well, I would try to give control. To yeah, I would try to control everything because you I know, can't relate to that. At I'm all. a pleaser. I'm a pleaser. I got to You know, I want to. I don't manhandle
1: know. everything in my life.
3: And so I'm trying to give less fucks in yeah. life. That's my New Year's resolution.
2: Oh yeah, that's so. queen. My so <clears throat> my teacher in a conference once described me as defiant funny stubborn smart abrasive sentimental narcissistic and beautiful a joy or a curse if i wasn't on your side i would make your life hell i was the master of passive aggression this was all a defense mechanism i had created Yep. Yeah. i feel like a lot of that applies to probably a lot of us
0: wait where yeah. did you get that
2: i wrote that on that's in one of my articles on my side ah,
0: okay That's funny. But wait, where can they find? Where can people find that?
2: (laughs) MySideOfCrazy.com. I think for me, people, back to the Angelina Jolie thing, is they have to remember sociopaths are not even capable of caring about one person. Where Angelina Jolie, she cares about people in the movie. Mm -hmm. It's just she doesn't give a fuck about how she's seen, how, you know, if she doesn't have that connection to you, then she just doesn't care, and that's the difference between me, and the difference between what you guys are saying, is like, it's so hard for me to allow, not even allow people in, because I can fake that pretty good. Yeah, but to genuinely get to a level with somebody that
1: you care and you have genuine empathy, that yeah. probably like is a wall that they have to
2: scale, you know? Like I legitimately had to <laughs> go to therapy and learn empathy. Like we had to when I was diagnosed borderline and diagnosed with the sociopathic tendencies, it literally was our sessions were based around where do you think your empathy got cut off? Why don't you feel empathy? Are you capable of seeing another person as equal to you? Because that's really all empathy is, is like...
1: Oh, 100%. That's why I have issues with certain things that you say because you say, you know, oh, that person's weak. Right. And I'm like, that is a judgment. That's not a real thing. That's right. a myth. That's a, not a fact. Right. Where that's like, that's not empathy. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, I don't really feel like
2: that's me or right. it gets it me. Whereas for me, it's like, I, I mean, I still struggle with it today. Just, <laughs> this is such a world. The world that we live in is just everyone wants to cry about something. And there's so many bigger things. And like, if you guys want to know when we're recording this episode, Kobe Bryant just died. And, you know, that's something where, that's a perfect example of, I can have no empathy for someone I know but this man who I've never even met who I you know never was going to meet affected me more than like someone I know passing yeah like I feel like I have this thing where I cry more to tv shows and to like american idol or like so you think you can dance i cry more to those shows than i do to like people in real life but i feel like that weirdly makes sense to me no, because yeah, there's exactly. a safety with crying about
1: someone you don't know that exactly. you're not personally invested in exactly where you don't the stakes are so much lower right if that makes sense here's
3: a little in on
1: shelby and this is the fun part about having me on the show. <laughs> Tell us so, everything I'm writing down.
0: So, the curtains <laughs> She's, are being she, drawn yeah, okay. here. So
3: she is not as hard, hard as she, well, she is, yes. But she has this, this little group. So she has a little box, and in that box is the people that she loves and that she lets in. And once they're in the box, nobody fucks with them. Like every man so I've ever dated, <laughs> every man that I've ever dated is scared of Shelby. Even like my current th- my current man is like one of the hardest men you'll ever And You meet. kind of love that, right? And of course. of course you do. I'm the same way. I'm like, he's i want probably, people to, He's probably I want the people to first one. Me. He's probably the first one that has, you know, came to her level but a lot of them are very intimidated because she like lays it down you know like when she meets people once she's you're in you know like her friend or her she will stab you if they if you fuck with oh I remember I mean I remember
1: the moment we met yeah it was terrifying and she always has been (laughs) it was the moment we met was terrifying and I'll remember it forever
3: (laughs) and it's she's always been that way though like she's been her nature is a protector And so like, I was not kidding when she was like in kindergarten, she would go and she'd beat up these bullies that were making fun of her, her friend. And she's always been that like protector and she's that way with me, Mm -hmm. you know, and to a fault, she will protect all these people. And she takes all that on. And so like, it is her defense mechanism to be very choosy about where her emotions go to, because she has all of her emotions going to certain.
1: Yeah. I think People. that's uh, that can be really useful. I think there's a middle ground between what you do and what I well, I don't really do it as Wait, much. Wait, what anymore. happened
2: when we first met? Oh, when we first met, you went.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I remember I remember the moment that I was like, I've won her over, and I remember <laughs> when we first met. When we first met, I was like, Oh, you're Shelby, right? You're like, <laughs> Oh, geez. You're literally just like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the face of making makes this so much better and then I was like okay well I'm new so like you know if I do something wrong, let me know I want to learn and you were like oh I will I will and I was like okay cool like I'm terrified right? and then I remember one time like this table needed you and you were like doing something else and you were like well just tell them to fuck off and I was like I did and like I, split it, I spit in their food and like they still need you and you were like okay and like that was the moment
2: that I accepted that you, you. accepted
1: me into <laughs> your life but i I remember it so vividly because and and now knowing you like it's funny to me because you're lovely and you are warm but you have this you do have this like facade at first which you know i think i i have intensity too that reads differently like Mm -hmm. i think i'm i i think sometimes i can be an acquired taste um because i do have a big personality and so I, I get that. It I, like it makes me love you more because I'm like I respect that, but also <laughs>
3: yikes! Right. Like, that's what I I love about like having both of you because you're so opposite. But like I've learned a lot from Shelby because mm-hmm. I am you know I used to care so much about what everybody thought and I was like you know always trying to do you know the best. And or, you can't you live know, your life trying to please people. No, and it's like I, but I think there's a middle ground. Between watching you her and that. as she's grown up into this. This woman that she's becoming, it's like, you know, like, I want to be more like that, you know? And that is part of, you know, like, I've started to stand up for myself more.
1: Just I think you can be a kind and caring person without overdoing it and caring about every random person who's going to take advantage of you.
3: And she's, you know, she has more people like you coming into her life and so I think she's learning, you know, I think everybody, if everybody starts not giving a shit about stupid things and starts learning from everybody else, you know, you start evolving as a person just in in general
2: in life I think just to kind of wrap up the girl interrupted movie I hope this is about the friendship because that's what I was gonna say no no finish that but a personal story that is literally (laughs) the movie there was a fight between me and my mom and my dad and I don't know I probably was getting violent I was I was on one at this time And I think me and my mom got in a physical fight. And my dad, of all people, was like, we're going to take you in. And my mom's like, yeah, Shelby, we're going to take you in and take you to the psych ward. I literally, calm as ever, walked over, grabbed the keys. And I was like, okay, meet you guys in the car. And literally, (laughs) literally, they drove me. And I sat in this white room in the psych ward of the hospital. And the nurse comes in. And she's like, "Hi, so what's going on?" I was like, "Honestly, I have no idea. Like, these motherfuckers are crazy. I don't know why I'm here." (laughs) That's amazing. And they end up, they end up going to my mom, and they're like, "I think that we need to put her on a 72-hour hold." (laughs) My mom's like, "Actually, we can't because she's doing American Idol." (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even. That's very funny. That weekend, I had to leave for Hollywood Week. That's funny. Was that the first year or the second
3: year? people don't realize that she was on it a second time and that was a shit show she was so off oh that's a whole nother story
1: um I wanted to say a few things about more things about Winona Ryder in this movie yes because please. I like underlined what a, um things that I felt were like very borderline yeah I like quote that I wrote down yes, um please and then the quotes. specifically about one more thing about her relationship to Winona, because I think it mirrors a lot of my relationships. But my, I liked when um, the therapist asked her in the beginning how she feels, and she says, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I relate so hard to that because every time I would cry uh, before treatment, and it's like, I don't know why I'm crying. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I – which is apparently a very quite borderline thing. It's like, I have no idea what I'm feeling mm-hmm. or, like, what – why? Like, why am I crying? So I just thought that was really, really uh, interesting and definitely me yeah. – and yeah. the therapist is like, "You've been hurting everyone around you,"
2: and I'm like, "Yup." <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, she's like, "I didn't try to kill myself. I was trying to make the shit stop." Which, woof. Yeah. Um, but I think where's my favorite one that we both were like, <laughs> crying. Um. Oh, this one was a good one. When after um, Angelina Jolie had been like taunting Brittany Murphy's character the night before and kind of like pushed her to her suicide. Yeah and Winona was like, you know, a decent person would have done something. Um, You know, like I should have said, sorry, that I would never know what it was like to be her, but I know what it's like to want to die, how it hurts to smile, and you try to fit in, and you can't, and how you try to hurt yourself on the outside to try to kill the thing on the inside. Which,
2: Which,
3: you know, that's that's, uh, another thing. Cutting, you know, is so prevalent now. And we know, we have a loved one that has been cutting. Yeah. And I asked him, you know, why were you doing it? He said just to feel something.
1: Oh, yeah. This this next quote I have is, when I don't want to feel, death can seem like a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like it's like you're feeling too much or you want to feel something that's yeah. not this right pain, or, or you're
3: you're burying so much and you're mm-hmm. not letting it out yeah. and the pain is a way of letting a piece of it out. oh yeah
2: oh i would yeah. just like
3: just dis- like destroy
1: things in my life just so i was like i'm
2: alive mm-hmm. and i feel something yeah. else yeah. and my what's funny is i <laughs> it always comes back to that like weak word but i refused to cut because i viewed it as mm-hmm. sadness yeah. and i wasn't sad i was angry so, my that was a lot of my shit. Yeah. So, my form of physical harm is I punch things until yeah. my knuckles are bloody and bruised. Mm. And it was because I needed to be able to see the pain yeah. on the outside of me because I was like, I had so much on the inside. Yeah. And it was like, if I'm not going to hurt somebody else, I need to hurt myself. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it's just a cycle. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting when the therapist is, like, she gets her diagnosis of borderline, and the therapist is, she's, they're, like, borderline between what and what. So true. And then she says at some point, like, how the hell am I supposed to recover when I don't even understand my disease? And I think that's still so Mm -hmm. relevant to today. Like, nobody really understands half of what we're talking about. So it's, like, how can I get better if I... Like, even the therapist didn't want to give her the diagnosis, yeah. didn't want her to know she was borderline. Yeah. And it's like, how can I get
2: better if I don't know what this is? Even yesterday, I was talking about our podcast, and I was like, yeah, I'm diagnosed borderline, and he was like, what? So what pill do you what? take? Exactly. It's like, borderline yeah. what? I'm like, Technically, it's the borderline oh. between psychosis and your... It's like, uh. People don't get it. We don't get it either, guys. No, I mean, so, and, well,
3: and then that's, you know, like, the 60s is really when they started talking about borderline, and it is evolving every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it's so...
3: And there's so many layers Mm -hmm. to it, you know. Like what we've been talking about is there's so many sides of the spectrum, which brings us into, you know, um, fatal fatal attraction. attraction. (laughs) There, I've seen extreme borderlines, you know. So it there's so many. And that's why I think Angelina seems like an extreme.
1: We were talking about this. She's not extreme. I feel like she. (laughs) To me, that's. I mean, that's extreme to me. Like I even on my bad days. Again, I'm definitely quite borderline because my shit did not look like that. But I thought it was really interesting that a lot of friends that I had, like she, if anything, seems like a narcissist to me. We yeah. talked about this and how like a lot of times borderlines and narcissists like are friends. And for me, I feel like I would become, I would always have one friend that was like a narcissist. And I was always like the sidekick yeah, because I had no sense of self and they had so much. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, you can have dual,
3: you know, um, diagnosis. So you can be a narcissist and a borderline. No, you can't. Well, there there is you some overlapping. On, no, no,
2: no. Pause. You can only have... Well, you can have narcissistic tendencies. Right. You can only have dual diagnosis of access one, mental illness, and access two. Like, I'm right. bipolar, borderline. The sociopathic tendencies that I have only are a manifestation of the splitting effect of borderline. Ah, right, right. Oh, yes, manifestation. There is
3: a <laughs> lot of, like, subcategories coming up, you know, and I'm not going to say that I'm a, you know, because I'm not a professional, but there is some, like, sociopaths that have some empathy, but it's, like, for random things, like their pets right, or right. animals or very specific. That's why they can have a family and be a perfect father and be serial killers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't obviously speak to, like, what exactly her... Um, diagnosis but it definitely seems it's it's probably more narcissistic yeah I mean that. now to me that would make sense because I feel like narcissists are still um I don't know I feel like I have close relationships I've had relationships with narcissists and it's
3: well narcissists actually a lot of it begins because they feel too much yeah, no, and, I, right. and right. so
1: That's, they turn yeah. that part of their brain off and then you have your friends or in a relationship with somebody who's borderline they're opposite sides of the same coin yeah to me it's like the same thing just in a different way it's manifesting differently right um I feel like we should move on to the next movie but I want to end this one with this last quote that um (laughs) maybe I'll get it tattooed on my lower back like no big deal it's fine Um, I'm just kidding that's a joke mom she's not listening (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay so it's crazy isn't being broken or swallowing a dark secret it's you or me amplified Ooh, which that's I love. A good one.
2: So good. I feel like that's so true. That movie has so many good quotes. I love yeah. that
1: movie feeling so inspired and like Same. not angry, um, which is very different from the other two we're going to talk about. So that one, that one, I was felt very like, and I, I was like, I don't know, I felt hopeful and excited about. Well, everything. I mean,
3: it does have like a, it's women coming together too, yeah. you know. So there's like some underlying,
1: yeah.
3: you know, which really. That's what we all need to do: is stick together and start trying to understand each other. Right.
2: So, really, leading into um, Fatal Attraction. Oh, are
3: we doing that one before
1: Silver Linings. So the yeah okay. So Fatal Attraction. Um, the synopsis for Dan Gallagher, Michael Douglas. Life is good. He's on the rise at a New York law firm, and is happily married to his wife Beth and Archer and has a loving daughter but after a casual fling with sultry book editor named alex glenn close everything changes jilted by dan alex becomes unstable her behavior escalating from aggressive pursuit to obsessive stalking dan realizes that his main problem is not hiding his affair but rather saving himself and his family (sighs) this movie made me furious
3: so why why did it make you furious
1: I'm trying to think of all the notes that Drum I wrote. Girl, Everything is please. just like. Well, just give it's a, just, give a. Um, I, I is d- it because you don't think it represents borderline? Okay, here's my thing. So in the beginning, I'm like, it's me. Like, she's, the same thing with, um oh, with the same thing with uh, Girl Interrupted. You know, when owner Ryder's like fucking a married man. And I'm like, I relate to that. Like, not that I've done that. But I just feel like, you know, the, the, the challenge, the obstacle. Like, it's like feeding something inside of you that you're not coping with. So like I get that it opens and she's flirting with this guy and she gives him this like look of pure sex and like she's got him on the hook. And then she's like, they go out to lunch and like she's saying all this stuff of like, are you discreet? And like basically like, money mm, fuck? And I'm like, okay girl, like get yours. Fine. But I get the escalation. Like she calls him and calls him and calls him. But like when it starts and like, you know, there's that one scene where she's like by the lamp and she's crying and like turning the lights on and off. And she just like, can't get out of her funk like I get that to me it getting to a point where she boils a bunny and steals the kid and then returns the kid and then attempts to murder someone like I'm out like I don't relate to her yeah not that that's right like the escalation I get like I I calling somebody a, a shit ton of times yes I get that Being so sad and despondent not being able to pull myself out. I get that. Like, her even wanting to hurt herself. Like, actually doing it and, like, rubbing the blood on his face. And then everything she twists, which I also relate to, where it's like, I just love you is that bad. And, like, (laughs) you love me. Like, even that I can relate to on some level. But I cannot relate to it going that far. Not to say that that's not borderline. But I don't think borderline makes you a murderer. Okay, well, there is a lot of women like her,
3: and way worse than her. I'm telling you that right now. I've, I've actually worked with the woman that they researched for that movie, and she actually killed somebody, so... But there has to yeah.
1: be, there has to be, like... There has to
3: there be is... a dual diagnosis no, to me. No, no, I can't, no. I can't... No, there is literally borderlines that... Uh, like, for an example, we had one that when she would get pissed off and she wouldn't get um, enough attention, she was a bigger woman, and she would pick up her breast and take a bite of flesh out of her breast just to get attention. That's just my aunt.
1: Like, don't worry about her. <laughs>
3: and she would
0: you
1: –
3: know, That's
0: just like a fun And ca- she trick. also killed multiple people.
1: Oh, fuck. So, yes. you know.
0: That's, is that still your aunt?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Talk about the – Girl, poop. Are you listening? The poop. Oh yeah, oh. well so this
3: same individual who was a lot of our our really bad um female cases were housed together. And so Glenn Close is a perfect example.
1: There is a lot of people that are that bad and that's very very common for borderline. I see the symptoms like and the patterns that are it's very borderline in uh, like on paper to me. Like I I totally get it like on an intellectual level I get it. Yeah. But it upsets me because because that movie set the precedent of what people think all borderlines are. Right, that is I, what yeah, upsets I get, me. Not that I get there that. are not with any religion, with anything. There's always an extreme. Yeah. Well, and well, it's just one. I mean, they're
3: focusing on one case
1: right. for for the for topic to of the be, movie. For that to be what it's not like that movie came out now. Right, right. That movie came out f- before anything else when that was like a, a discussion. So when that is, yeah, when that is like setting the the, the bar. Yeah, that right. upsets me because look, I'm a lot of things, a murderer is not one of them. And I'm, you know, and I have patterns like that, but they never get that far.
3: Sadly though, there is a lot of people. People do not realize how much mental illness to that extreme is actually out there.
0: Remind everybody who or where you are. Oh,
3: okay, so um, I worked at a state hospital for criminally insane people that were um, locked up, yeah. Locked up because they're too dangerous dangerous for society. So I saw the worst cases you can imagine. Um, serial killers, pedophiles, chronic pedophiles, chronic rapists, and
2: you name it. <laughs> and it's interesting because <laughs> I don't want people out there being even more afraid of me than they already are. But I was watching and I was relating to it a lot oh, you yeah, no, we were arguing about it the yeah whole time. her and I were I was like no this is really like I always you know come back to me in 2015 my mom can attest like yeah. I really was one second away from boiling a fucking bunny like, see yeah,
1: I relate that, more to the bunny than to Glenn Close yes. that obsessive um
3: you know, when she's really freaking out. See, that, that I get,
1: though. Yeah. My my thing is, and I can't say never, I, never say never. I, I can't say, like, maybe, maybe I would do something. To me, I get all of that. Like, I have called people a million times. And the, the healthy part of me is like, what are you doing? You're insane. Like, why are you doing this? And then my mind, I, borderline people fall for other people very quickly, mm-hmm. or at least... I do. And Mm -hmm. then it immediately becomes a fantasy, which is very much what she does in this movie. Like I would go on one date with somebody or sleep with somebody once and then imagine our life together. And then I become obsessed. And if they don't respond in a certain amount of time or call me back in a certain amount of time, I freak out and I'm like, well, they're dead or they don't like me. And then I'm like driving to their house and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm nuts. Like I get all of that. I cannot imagine it going to that point. Most of the, the
3: really bad cases to that extreme were abused very badly as
1: kids. So, uh, like, a lot of their processing is different. Of course. And, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's very true and a good point because my most borderlines, I think, come from abuse, and that was not my scenario. Um, So maybe that would be different if my nurture had been different. But for me, it, I think I got help before, got, it was escalating to, I mean, Shelby knows this. Like, I took a really terrifying video of myself when I hit, like that point right like I was terrifying mm-hmm. and I wanted to be reminded never to get to that point point. and I mean I have this like mascara everywhere and I'm like hitting myself in the head just to like try to get myself out of like what I'm feel like it was and I wanted to die and it was bad but for me it was always like the violence was more toward like I would kill myself before I would kill anybody else right. but again I got treatment before it was I
3: do think right. I do agree that there probably was. I mean, a lot of people do have again dual diagnosis, so it's nobody should put any, you put don't put yourself in like one box because yeah, anxiety does add to it. And for instance, like the real person that um, they based it on, mm-hmm. she had I think she had some bipolar oh, uh, dual, yeah. mm-hmm. and so she was like the nicest woman. She actually, you know, I. And it, it she actually just not got released true. back into society. So she's I a little old
1: woman now walking around. Like, but she's a sweet. This. I mean, and but that doesn't surprise me. Like, I feel like people see this and... Again, my issue is not that like, oh, she can't be borderline. My issue is like, if this is what people expect to get when they date a borderline, right. that's upsetting to me. And it's also like... It's very sad because she clearly, you know, has this in the movie, has this great job and is very lovely and charismatic in a lot of ways. Yeah. But what? it's because her desperate need for love that she right. does not have overrides every healthy part of her that 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 should should stop
2: each you know step. I think right. it's the difference too um between quiet borderline and not because you're you're uh struggle with watching it is like you can't imagine getting to that point because I also think you wouldn't like how people would perceive you if you were where it was like I got to that point because I didn't give a fuck if people thought that I was gonna kill them or if they thought that I was you know (laughs) fucking in batshit crazy I just didn't care like it was I'd call the cops on me. I don't care. See, my like, thing is like,
1: that's in me. The violence streak is definitely in me. The anger is in, definitely there when I'm like, you fuck with me and I will ruin you. But for me, it was always like, it's hidden. No,
2: I was actually so at least, like, a very did you guys, violent Did person. you guys watch
3: Single White Female? By no, chance? I haven't seen that. I have. I have. You should watch that because that's, more, that's a little bit more of an example of, um, <laughs> it's fatal attraction except for she's more quiet. Mm, okay. she's very chill she's about quiet it. and ma- so manipulative which is another that's right. another you know oh
1: she's so manipulative in this movie which like hearing her being like say all they're these, very manipulative when she's like I just yeah. like you is that so terrible I just love you is that bad like just she's so so manipulative in that movie and same with Winona in the in the previous movie her being like why do you like me like just a desperate need for validation
2: and yeah. love and I apologize to any guys I've talked to that are watching this yeah, I mean, manipulation, I know you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, manipulation is, and, you know, I've seen Shelby at work. Oh, she's right. not like the. you know, I, I have to say, like, I've said this before, but I'm very proud of Shelby for where she's came. But mm-hmm. there was a time period where she had her little tool bag and she'd use her certain manipulations. I mean, she did that. On, I saw that with teachers. I saw that, oh, with, you know. Oh, same. I would, if manipulation it got, if it got is, my needs yeah, met. Or got me what I wanted. Manipulation and attention
2: are two, you know, big, big factors, so. Hooters is where me and Faye met, and it's funny, she... What? I don't know. (laughs) I've never been in a Hooters. (laughs) She references uh, that she was afraid of me when she met me, but that was two years after I was really bad. For a while there, I literally almost got fired because there was a girl there that I wanted to kill. And it was literally eating me alive. Like, I would call my mom crying. I couldn't go to work. Like, I was so afraid that one day yeah, I was going like, to just...
3: I was very close to putting her away mm-hmm. at that time period because she really was at that, that stage where I she would have killed
2: somebody. She gave me a choice. Well, and so did my manager. They were like, either you're going to get in extensive therapy... And you're going to get, you know, your meds raised and all of that. Or we're going to commit you. It's one or the other. Or you're going to go to jail. Meanwhile, I was begging to be committed. I literally was like, please commit me. No, I was like.
0: It's pretty brave of somebody. Oh, hey, Lenny, you're there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Hey. (laughs)
2: Lenny. Uh,
0: Just quiet over here. Uh, No, that somebody had said that the, like, kind of helped push you into that, to getting the help that potentially you needed at that point. Yeah. Because a lot of. People probably would just be like, "And you're termed. Get yeah. the fuck out of here." You know well, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the-
2: he he had an ex-fiance that was bipolar, and so he he had a lot of empathy for me. A lot of um, he related to me a lot. He felt bad for me, and he took me into the office, and he was like, "You know, Shelby, you know, I have a lot of love for you. I know what you struggle with with your mental illness, and so on and so forth. And for the most part, you're a great person. You know, we love having you here, but." <laughs> This girl (laughs) knows you want to kill her and she's afraid for her life. And it's either you're going to get help. We don't want her to call the cops. She doesn't want to call the cops. But it does come a point where when everyone at work is afraid of you and you're afraid of yourself, that's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. That's when it's like, you know, you need to get help. Well, and she was hearing voices.
3: Which started in high school. She was starting to hear voices in high school telling her to kill people, kill me, certain people. Mm-hmm. And so that was another thing was the voices. That's so scary. The voices. Gotta love the voices. It's a, it's a
1: miracle to me anybody survives anything <laughs> like well, life dealing with that. I mean,
3: Well, ugh. so we were, we were well, okay, so first of all, Shelby said to tell a little bit more about the, the borderline um, some of the extreme cases so um (laughs) okay so like the one woman that bites her own breasts you know she will she'll take her tampons out and throw them at staff she'll walk around and she will squat down in the middle of the room and take a pee just to piss people off she'll go and punch somebody in the side of the head and then if we you know at we don't do um seclusion as much as we used to but we used to have to just you know put them in a room to keep them away from other people and she would collect all her poop and she would either throw it at staff or she, we had these cement walls you know with little crevices and she would pack it in the crevices <laughs> and so you'd come to work and you'd be like hmm see yep, the, tampon, like the tampon the tampon thing I,
1: <laughs> the tampon thing I was like I respect that you lost me with poop yeah, yeah. exactly
3: so, and there was, you know, there's not a lot of treatment, so, you know, we couldn't medicate her. Yeah, they, we tried shock, like, shock therapy actually worked, it actually did do pretty well, which was so weird to go to negative, shock.
0: A uh, reinforcement for like an no, action? No,
3: it, it actually, um, so shock, actual, like, shock brain therapy, you know. Shock therapy, they've done for years, and it sounds like it's absolutely horrific, and it's crazy to see. Yeah,
0: well, explain it, yeah, because I thought yeah, maybe it was so, like a thing where you did something and you'd get shocked for doing yeah, it. Yeah, I
3: mean, and a lot of movies have shown that and lobotomies, which that's a whole oh, no. thats a whole subject, um, which they did do at our hospital at one time, but um, no, you, they take them in, and um, now they give them something so they, their body can't move, but they'll go through convulsions and they'll do, they send electricity through their brain shock therapy and I had to go and and sit with her during this and it was just the craziest thing you see this electricity and you see you know her move and um and then afterwards she'd just be zonked for like two days so and it it, and then she was
1: better for a little while
3: well it took a long time but um
1: like it was a gradual better yeah it was a gradual And so, like the theory is, is that,
0: and we mean better by just like her crash. behavior,
1: behavior, her behavior. Yeah. like her not behavior. a zombie, just like not acting out.
3: Well, the I'm the, assuming. the theory behind it is, like, um, like migraines, for instance, is an electrical misfiring mm-hmm. in your brain, and you know, um, seizures, it's like a reset. Seizures and mm-hmm. everything is so misunderstood, and they're just starting to really come ar- come into understanding the brain. And so, you know, they didn't know why the electrical shock therapy was really working. But um, in some instances, it has really helped with the violent behavior. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the last few years, she's been better. But she's also getting older, too, so that could be part of it. But, I mean, the other Mm -hmm. thing I was thinking about was, um, uh, like, people would stick pins up their butt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, they, like, well, I mean, that's, that's just a saying, a like, some people, we, you had to watch them because they would stick things or they'd swallow things. I mean, we, we had people, a lot of them, that would break things up and swallow them, pens, whatever they would find. And they would just do it to get attention and go to the hospital. They did not really want to hurt themselves. They just, just random things. I mean, and, you know, hurt themselves. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, there's just so many extremes yeah. to it. So... What
2: were you going to say, Linda?
0: Well, I was going to say, how do we get this back to the movie? Then that we were.
1: Oh, Fatal Attraction. Oh, Fatal yeah. Attraction. Oh,
3: because um, yeah,
0: you were talking about the extremes and how you lost it after we yeah, hit a look, certain I, threshold. I mean, look, I totally
1: get that. Yeah, my point was like I can but totally Harry get that. that, that, that would there be, are yeah. people who. Yeah, yeah, there are people that are that extreme, yeah. that are borderlines, and I, you know, I get that. I guess it's again, I do feel like I don't know this for sure, but if I'm a quiet borderline, of course I'm not going to relate to that because you know, I don't yeah. lash out.
2: You know why I think that that is was the first representation I didn't even think about it is really the only reason that that's the only borderline people know is because quiet borderlines and people like you and I that are high functioning are so unaware that they're not even capable of communicating or being self-aware enough to tell people what they're going through the only oh yeah i was par-
1: i was afraid to say it a lot
2: yeah the only example that people have is these people that are going above and beyond mm-hmm. to show people that they mm-hmm. have this going on in the inside so i think it's especially back then it was like all they knew was that's the what extreme saying, behavior yeah
3: you know another movie that really kind of i think she probably is kind of a borderline is mommy dearest the mother oh, and I mommy dearest I, oh i really hope that that's not true
1: because that sure see because when I I don't that's I well, totally get that in, the, in that in that though. you
3: know she's very verbally she's, so she's she's really horrible to the daughter and really and she's very exactly manipulative of the daughter yeah. oh I've seen it I haven't seen it for years and I can't even think um what actress it's a it's an old it's 50s not Joan act. Crawford
1: is it
2: no. I
3: can't remember Lenny you looking that looking that up yeah, remember. but in that it is Joan Crawford. Oh, Joan is. Crawford. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! I'm a And genius. you know, she has you know addiction issues and things like that. But she is a horrific mother. Yes, but that is you know there is there's a I've seen these borderlines you know as as parents and it's frightening mm-hmm. because they are very manipulative of the people around them and very verbally abusive. I even
1: and, have to look into that because that one didn't come up on my list. But you know, like, but it's totally. She, it was possible. written.
3: It was written by her daughter. Mm-hmm. And back yeah. then, like I said, back then borderline was not even really it was just starting to get understood or categorized yeah so. this movie
0: was released in 81 we should right. watch
1: francis with jessica Lange because that apparently is a great depiction of yeah. borderline which yeah. i've never seen but um so i mean that's
3: something you know what faye you're in hollywood you should be writing some screenplay for the different type of borderline Yeah, I mean, I, I there I needs to be more like, representation for fairly.
0: sure and i and i will say that like uh Fatal Attraction is probably, I mean, you got to think it was, a lot of it is built for production value in the sense of, like, you might not get the reaction of a person who is an everyday person kind of dealing with it compared to somebody oh, who's extreme. Oh, no, scene, and this, know? I mean, yeah. and
1: also this trope, like, this archetype of this kind of woman is so prevalent. Like, I look at Swim Fan, which is from, what, like, 2003, if you remember that movie. It's got the guy from... Bring It On and Erica Christensen from Parenthood. And it's it's like the exact same thing, but in high school. Yeah. Like she ties his girlfriend on a chair and like pushes her in a pool and like f- tries to frame him for taking drugs and trying to kill her. Like it's the same kind of person. Well, in the cinema
0: now is kind of getting a little bit more like... Nuanced? Every, yeah, yes. exactly. It's like the day in the life, like right. one day compared to like just right, the most right. dramatic right. pieces of the Yeah, I definitely think
1: time wise it makes sense that that when this movie came out like that's the statement it's going to make um but yeah of course like it's it does bother me that it's
0: Is there anything positive that you can that any of you guys can think of that's I within that, that movie that like, like you how, can take uh, Well you, I
3: mean I like she's a strong she's kind of a bad bitch. I, actually she did really kind of remind me of Shelby a little bit <laughs> before she got super crazy and boiled the bunny. See, I don't call that strong
1: but, I, that if I'm ever going to use the word weak that's a person I would call weak. Because oh, you me. are you so know.
0: you don't like using that word. You
1: are you 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 function so poorly in the world that that's what you do.
2: Yeah,
3: I think during that time period, what's the movie with Sharon Stone? Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. I mean, that's another example, but she's definitely like a sociopath, and right. you know right.
1: that one. I do like this movie because with with the other movie, I I thought Girl Interrupted did a better job of like exploring kind of the why behind the pain more, but I do see how much Glenn Close is suffering, and I do feel like that's what gets lost in this movie, yeah. which obviously, again, that was not the statement of the movie. This is not like yeah, I mean, an A24 like, like a art house horror movie film. Or, you know, Yeah, exactly. Like, it's going to scare you. It's yeah. in the 80s. Cool. But I do think this is clearly a woman that is in pain. Yeah, yeah. Like, definitely. Yeah, she just wants to be
3: loved. And 90 She's 90%, sure she probably was abused as a kid which would make you know why she's so obsessive about love and
1: attention and i just want to make the way quieter more boring version of this where she (laughs) doesn't kill anybody and she's me (laughs) she's me humanizing mental illness
2: illness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) in one of our next episodes we'll bring you part two of mental illness in popular movies until then Stay safe, everybody. Subscribe to My Side of Crazy with Shelby tweeting on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. My Side of Crazy is an LLA production.
2: That was fantastic!
0: All day Lenny.
2: Yeah, no, can't relate to that.